1: Welcome. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host Edward Brown, along with my co-host Vern Glens from CBS affiliate KPIX TV in San Francisco. Bruce McGowan is off today. That rascal.
2: Yeah, we gave him the day off, but man, we've got we got somebody coming in, man. Uh, yeah, I'm normally fired up for doing these shows, but today I'm really <laughs> fired up. We got a guy coming in that has, uh, let's just say, he's seen a lot. Of the country,
1: okay. <laughs> That'll be with very, a club in his it'll hands. It'll be very interesting in the next segment. We're going to introduce our uh, a co our our uh, guest, and uh, I'll have an interesting question for him too because uh, he's uh, he's a golfer.
2: Absolutely, and a uh, fine one,
1: and a fine one. Okay, and I've got a, a, a golf story question for him from the standpoint of I think these guys are kind of similar. I know it's not the same guy, but it's kind of similar. So eh, we'll, we'll get into that. in The next golf segment.
2: very topical considering what has happened. At Augusta National,
1: holy smokes! Yeah, you know it was awesome. Was looking at the picture of uh, Earl Woods and Tiger, and then seeing Tiger with his son.
2: Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, again, cool. hugging Charlie in the same spot. Yeah, yeah right off eighteen. I
1: wonder if they they didn't plan that, did they?
2: No, I think I, I think that was it's just, just stream of consciousness. Just just uh, you know, hey, there's Daddy. Let's let, let's hug him.
1: That's it. Hey, what about that guy who bet eighty five thousand dollars at? Only fourteen to one to win the Masters, you know, t- for uh, Tiger to win it, and he, he gets paid, you know, one point one nine million. Wow, fourteen to one. But I'm all, who would spend eighty five thousand dollars on a bet like that?
2: I just want to meet the guy that's got that kind of fu money. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that's to the kind thing. of throw it down. Yeah, for yeah, for being able to to to, you know. Risk, $85,000 for that. I thought that was pretty cool. All right, uh, so you're listening to Sports Econ 101. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate without any losses. Can you imagine that? Any. Five hundred million dollars worth right. of loans, over fifteen hundred loans, zero losses. Wow. There's a reason for that. Very that's a great one loss record. That's a it's a very yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fifteen hundred wins, no losses. Yeah. I like that. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ one oh one. We're gonna be right back.
3: 2 in 5 Americans would not go on a second date with someone who has bad teeth, and 50% believe that an individual with an unattractive smile is less likely to land a job when compared to another individual with similar skill sets and experience. First impressions are made in 7 seconds. What does your smile say about you? Do you want more dates and that amazing job that has been eluding you? San Francisco cosmetic dentist Dr. Edward Love cannot promise those things, but he has spent decades helping his patients stack the decks in their favor through smile transformation and dental tweaks. He is so confident that a beautiful smile can make a difference that he's offering the first 10 individuals that contact his office complimentary dental bleaching just for coming in for a consultation. Call him today at 415-392-2072 to schedule your appointment or schedule through his website at drloev.com. That's Dr. Love spelled L-O-E-V dot com. Easter is coming, and
4: with it, brunch. Easter brunch with your loved ones, with an endless buffet. What could be better? Well, how about brunch with the breeze in your hair and some incredible views? Well, that's what we do at Hornblower. Elevate your Easter celebration with a day on the bay. Join Hornblower for one of our incredible Easter Sunday dining cruises with live entertainment, a few sweet treats, and a visit from the Easter Bunny for the kids. Visit Hornblower.com to reserve your seats today. Keith Cooper DDS at cooperdds.com is a board certified specialist who has been placing and restoring dental implants in San Jose for more than 25 years. His patients love Teeth in One Day or Teeth Express. Portrayal based on an actual patient experience.
0: By the time I was 35 I had lost so many of my permanent teeth it actually hurt to smile. I I couldn't get work.
4: Sandra's dental problems almost destroyed her life. But through Teeth Express, Sandra's missing teeth were replaced with long-lasting, natural-looking dental implants. This changed my whole life. Dental implants from Teeth Express, for immediate results that leave a lasting impression. For a provider near you, visit TeethXP.com. So for dental implants in San Jose, see Keith Cooper DDS at CooperDDS.com. That's CooperDDS.com. PacificPrivateMoney.com
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn. Bruce McGowan is off today. Vern, who's on the phone? Oh, we have got Patrick
2: Koenig on the line, and we talked about golf in the open. But th- this guy, I mean, you, talk, you you look up golf nut aficionado in the dictionary, Patrick Koenig's name is right next to it because he has able to do what, what, what a lot of us have fantasized about doing. He had, a, he, had, he had a great paying job, but he loved golf so much. He he, he wondered, hmm, what would it be like to just take a little time off and just tour the country playing golf virtually every day? And that's what
1: well, that's this fella did. Well, I'm good enough to play mini golf every day. But okay, no, so, no, no. This, no, no, this, this is, is through, the real thing. This is
2: like through the clown's mouth and around. The <laughs> yeah. head. No, no, this is, this, this, this is true. Blue. Let's just bring him in. Round. Hey, will you okay. say that, Patrick.
5: Hey, good morning, fellas. You're right. Last, last time I checked, golf nut in the dictionary. I was there smiling. There you go. <laughs> I like that.
1: Now, now, Patrick, I, I have to ask you because I have a uh, a, a client uh, from years, a few years. Gosh, this is going back probably twenty years ago. And what this guy decided to do was to play 50 rounds of golf in 50 days. So One in every uh, state of the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii. And, and he did it. I mean, it took him a year to like, plan this out with, with uh, airplane travel and you know, picking courses that were within you know, a few miles of each other like with, between the middle states like Colorado, Wyoming, and all that. But you did something a little bit differently.
2: Yeah, j- explain to the folks uh, wh- what you did and where the idea came from.
5: Yeah, well, the idea came from simply a desire just to play an obscene amount of golf, and I love golf courses. I love the beauty of them, and I can't get enough, so that's, that's where I arose from, and I said, what's the best way to play the most golf and see the most courses and, and on a reasonable budget, right? And so I said, buy an RV, drive around the country, and just play a different course every day. If you think about the American golf landscape, I mean, there's a great golf course, within two hours everywhere maybe maybe like west texas is a big gap in there where there, you know you might have to drive a little bit more But other than that i mean sometimes you're going two miles and you find another great golf course just down the road so that was where this idea came from and in total we played 405 different golf courses i say we uh, that's the people that joined me on the tour throughout my journey they also helped raise $20,000 for the first tee of Greater Seattle, which is a, a charitable organization that helps kids through the do the game of golf. And and we played 47 states, and I think I drove somewhere like 36,000 miles. Uh, Good gracious.
1: Wait, so 47 states, and you did it within a year?
5: Yeah, yeah 365 days. Uh, started in Seattle and finished at Chambers Bay, which is... On the coast of Oregon, there. I think most golfers are familiar with the the mecca of sand and dunes.
2: Yeah, oh, Absolutely, okay. yeah, that, that, yeah, and that's and that's where you is that where you produce this, uh, this 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 giant oversized check to the first tee
5: program? Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to do that. You know, you see the big check. Even had a thing about it in Happy Gilmore, so I, I was like, I oh, want to yeah. get one of those. It's actually even better to give one of those. And sure. I presented it to Evan, who's the program director over there at the First Key of Greater Seattle. And it was, it was fun. We could add, I couldn't have more fun. this a great little video of me handing him the check.
1: Well, so, no, uh, let me back up for a minute here. How many golf, uh, how many, how many uh, rounds of golf did you play in the year?
5: I probably saw 405 different golf courses in 365 days. I mean, that,
1: so you played more than one per day.
5: Uh, yeah, on average. But so there were some days where I'd play a lot of 36.
1: Okay.
5: Especially in the middle of summer on the East Coast, I was doing like 36 every day. Uh, just because there's so much exciting stuff that so I had to see it all. Uh, and then some days, I very rarely would I not play golf. There's maybe 10 days when I didn't play golf on tour for various reasons. But there are some times where I'd play courses twice. And so I estimated I probably did 440, 450 rounds of golf. Yeah. Various
1: and and, and uh, what's your handicap?
5: Well, it, it started off as a three. <laughs> yeah. Well. It went up to a five. Okay. I was, I was aiming, I was like, right at the target, like, dead right at every hole. Figured that out, and then it got up to a plus one. And now I'm, like, a one or kind of in that that neighborhood. Right? Got my yeah, handicap. but
2: you're, you're, you're virtually scratched, right? Yeah. Me, come on.
5: Yeah, yeah. you know, there's a big difference. I think if anybody's at a one or two, they know how hard it is to get down to scratch. It's just that those last couple shots are so good. And then then you talk about the, I mean, those guys are like plus 10. You're not even, we're not even close to being as good as those
1: guys. Well, you, you know, Vern and I are scratch golfers. We, we scratch our head and go, where did that ball go? I scratch my back. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, scratch my, my, my head. Why did I hit that? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. My, my handicap is they don't give me a mulligan on each uh, shot. That's what I need, but uh, I'm just thinking that. See, if you're that good a golfer, how? What does it take you three hours to to play around?
5: I mean, if you want if you want me to set me loose and there's nobody in front of me, um, and I'll just go. You know, it's under three for mm-hmm. uh, if, if I'm by myself and I'm walking. It, I can play pretty comfortable in under three. Um, but you know, it's, I think the, the good golfers in the PGA tour sometimes they take five hours to play. So.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, it's funny too. Vernon was telling me ahead of time that you didn't use a cart. I mean, I'm sorry, you didn't use a yeah, you didn't use a golf cart. I mean, you walked these Virtually courses. Virtually walked every course, right?
5: I walked just about every course that they let. You. Now, yeah, sure.
1: some they don't let you. Of
5: in America, they say, "Oh, you this as golf. You have to take a golf cart," which is kind of you know. I'm a I'm a golf purist, and so that that is not always. But I'm not gonna throw a throw a fit. Uh, I usually just kind of go with the flow and. uh and hop in a Yeah, but
1: park. but even the pros don't carry their own clubs, right? They have a caddy. So yeah. yeah. Did you figure out how many miles you ended up walking o- over that year? Yeah,
2: you know, you'd you'd have one of those little little monitors like like the that, that marked uh, how many miles you were, were walking?
5: Yeah, the pedometer, pedometer thing. Yeah. I didn't do one of those. I didn't do one of those, but you could probably figure it out pretty quick, you know, five or six miles per course times four four hundred and five, so uh somewhere in that.
1: How how much okay. weight how much weight did you lose?
5: I ate pretty, pretty uh, serious. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> a lot of new places, and then there's always a good barbecue place down the street. Yeah. You got to try. And so, a lot of, a lot of meals out, which helped me keep the weight on. People were thinking I was just going to be wasting away playing in the, the hot sun, golfing 36 a day. But I managed to, to keep a uh, a fit weight through the entire tour. And
2: so, the- so I'm trying to present this picture, okay? So, so, so you go from state to state. Courses, courses, and 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 let's, I mean, let's 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 face it. I mean, on some of the nicer courses, you're you know you're seeing high quality cars rolling up to you know to, to, to park to get their clubs out to go play. Here you go, you you, you come rolling up in an RV. Give, <laughs> give me a sense of the uh, of the looks that you were getting.
5: Oh my gosh! So that was actually part of one of my favorite things. So the first couple, you're like, oh, you're kind of nervous, and then you're doing it every day. And you go both up to these fancy clubs, and the looks that you get are priceless because it's mostly confusion. Some yeah. um, um is like borderline anger, like "How dare!" <laughs> yeah. And uh, and some people are are just they love it. They love the idea, and so it was. It was always interesting. Every time I pulled someplace, you, I had a story to tell. I I honestly never got tired of telling the story, and the, the security guards um, were always one of my one of my favorite parts of it parts of the day and uh they most of the time i think you're lost um that you're you you could not be playing golf driving in this area yeah, but you
1: must have had uh, at, at some point the word must have gotten around
5: yeah some people would see it coming and know exactly what it was yeah. and I'd, I'd recognize i mean there was a streak of i think five days in a row where somebody had recognized me and went other way to say hi or this is awesome or <laughs> whatever the case may be so it makes you feel like hey i'm a I'm a big-time uh, celebrity, but it's a very niche little little world that I exist in, in the golf nut world. All
1: right, tell, you, tell you what, stay with us, uh, Patrick. We've got to cut to a break because I want to ask you, when we get back, the fact that you had to save a lot of money just to be able to take a year off and then you had to spend money to play golf, so we'll get into the numbers in just a minute here. All right, here's our first trivia question, and we're talking. Uh, let's see, just tough, tough sports trivia questions. Tough right? sports
2: trivia questions. Okay, yeah. don't, don't bark out the answer, Patrick. Yeah, if, you want the
1: audience to uh, take a guess Heck. at this one. All right, uh, this one actually is is yeah, this one's easier than the average one. Okay, what NFL team was penalized in 2012 for putting bounties out on opposing offensive players? They got penalized. In 2012? In 2012. I think I have an idea. I'm sure you know the answer yeah. to that. All right. Uh, email edward at sports ecom101.com. The answer to that question. All right. Uh, what NFL team was penalized in 2012 for putting bounties out on opposing offensive players? Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Ecom 101. We're going to be right back.
6: That's 800-570-9631. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200.
0: Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At TOCO, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call TOCO Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a TOCO plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call TOCO at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri in Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions.
6: It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family, or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story.
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn, CBS affiliate, KPIX TV in San Francisco, and our special guest, Patrick Koenig. Is that how you pronounce it? Koenig. Koenig? Koenig, Koenig yeah. Okay, because I know someone else who has the same name. It's Koenig mm. is how he pronounces it. But okay. Uh, All right. One. What NFL team – this is our first trivia question. What NFL team was penalized in 2012 for putting bounties out on opposing offensive players?
2: I'm going to answer with the New Orleans Saints. You are correct. Yeah, headline by the defensive coordinator Greg Williams, that uh, had that bounty put out there, and they uh,
1: they got they got got they on got that they one. got got. All right, uh, now our a special guest Patrick uh, is a golfer, and uh, he went around the country in an RV, and playing...
2: not to, and not just an RV, Patrick. What it, it was an RGV.
5: <laughs> That's right. But I, I, it was when I bought it, it was an RV, and I turned it into a recreational golf. So some of the amenities, you say, what does an RGV? Yeah. have different RV? We've got uh, a rooftop driving range on this thing, which is a, <laughs> a fan's favorite. Never got tired of hitting uh, shots off the top of the, the RGV into various targets. It's portable, so you can go anywhere with that. Yeah. And then off the back, we had a, uh, a bat scooter, which is basically a little... Moped or scooter that you can put your golf clubs on the back and drive around. So I oh. towed that around, and then I was scooting around. When I wasn't walking the courses, I'd take that thing out there for some fun. So it was uh, it was versatile, and then obviously filled with all the swag and uh, golf-related sure. memorabilia that you can imagine.
1: So l- let me ask you, because obviously you got to plan this thing out because you're traveling around in the RV. you got to know all these various courses around the country. And you took a year off from work because you didn't work at all during that year, did you?
5: Um, no, I mean it, I was constantly doing stuff. I did. Uh, I, I'm a golf photographer, so I'm editing photos every day. And then I, I'm doing the social media, and I, I started a podcast as well. And then you're planning the the route. Um, every day something new comes along. You get a new tee time. You get some new people reaching out. You want to play with other people, and it, it So I've stayed extremely busy plus then you got to do 36 and golf every day and, and drive oh yeah uh, so I, but i did not have a like a, a job i didn't have a, a steady paycheck so coming did, in okay. like okay. i did before i took off for this tour so how,
1: how much did you have to save in order to start this endeavor
5: so well, i budgeted it about i was i was generous and i, I budgeted around like sixty thousand dollars to do this all in and uh one of the things that was surprising and fantastic was I budgeted a lot of money for greens fees and then as I moved around the amount of free golf that I received from either golf courses or people that were excited to have me in town was unbelievable the generosity of the people uh, that supported this tour was wild obviously they donated money to the first tee as they played and, and a lot of these folks took care of greens fees and had me as their guest so that big budget item was cut uh, cut in half.
1: And oh, so that, yeah.
5: that was yeah. nice uh, to have a little extra money for, for more cash.
1: And what was the most expensive course that it cost to play?
5: Oh, I mean, I don't think I paid too much. I mean, when you got to the kind of... There's a couple, couple of them out there that were a couple hundred bucks I think maybe I played, yeah. uh, but I didn't pay anything like the, the 500 or whatever it is now to play, play Pebble Beach or... I think Whistling Straits is up there like $400. Wow. Uh, some of those those are some of the most expensive tee times in America, and I I didn't pay them. Um, I, I didn't play Pebble or Whistling Straits this time, um, but it was it was pretty cheap.
2: Speaking of Pebble, you got to play Cypress, man.
5: Oh yes, oh, man. That's that's
2: that's one of the holy grails in all of golf.
5: Yeah, and I, I, not every golfer is aware of it, which always surprised me because it's so unbelievable. And I had my eye on it. As, just as a golf photographer and, and just a, a place of beauty, for not even a golfer, it's just amazing. And the, then the history and the architecture there, which is always in the top three golf courses in America. And I got the call. I, one of my buddies called me up and said, "You know, what are you doing March 30th?" And I said, "I whatever you want me to be doing." And it was a, it was a tee time at, at Cypress Point. So I was in Nashville at the time, and I said. I can't miss this. I never know if I'll get another chance to play, and I and I jumped on a plane and uh, went and went to uh, Cypress Point, and I played golf, and it was it was fantastic. It was it was every bit worth it for me.
1: That's almost where you want to play, Lousy, just so you can spend more time. You
5: know? <laughs> right. That was amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it just yeah, this is terrific, and, and 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 I I was fortunate enough to play a few holes with him. Oh. when he played the Presidio, I mean the Presidio here, here is I mean they they rolled out the red carpet for him. I mean they they, they had a space for him where he could put really? the RGV van and 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 uh, and he, they gave gave a nice breakfast and then and then and off he went.
1: Wow, what what was uh, one of your more memorable moments uh, during this uh, endeavor?
5: Well, I mean, we we, can't, we got to talk about the, the Presidio and then Vern. It was more of a pleasure to play with Vern. Um, as I, I played the first couple holes, and he was filming a, a segment for the news, and he put down the camera, picked up the putter, and just started rolling things in from all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's funny because I've played with Vern, and he's actually pretty good.
5: You oh, know? gosh.
1: He's like one of those Cobras who who coils up and then just strikes out and – you know, hits the ball really I'm, I'm far. A, I, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm a golf sprinter. I mean, I'm good for a few okay, holes, yeah. but for 18,
1: eh? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. I'm kind <laughs> of the same way. i sometimes you get in those grooves where it's like I'm hitting I'm hitting 260 straight, but then you know the short game is nothing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Or get them
2: all together. So, so let me let me follow up. So, so that so, so the tour ends. You, you you gave away the money. So 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 how have you segued into everyday quote? Normal close quote life.
5: I'm sorry. Say that again.
2: How have you How, how have you segued from from, from, from yeah. the year long tour into uh, into a normal life?
5: Oh yeah, so that's you know it's not fun going from playing golf every day, to getting back into it. Although it, it's just a, it's a change. So I I haven't resurfaced in the real job scene yet because I'm doing a lot of uh, golf photography and travel. And kind of eking by on some, some paychecks here here to there. So, uh, you know, later on today, I'm going to the World Life World Long Drive competition mm. in Scottsdale and some, doing some coverage for uh, for that out there. So I've got these great trips planned, and I'm still traveling. I'm, I'll, I'll never give up traveling or, or golfing and, and sharing my experiences with people. But it's, uh, I'm kind of I'm, I like to say I'm a free agent right now, kind of looking around to see what my my next journey is and nothing permanent Pri- right now
1: prior prior to golf what was your profession
5: i was a sales guy so i was in tech in telecommunication sales and i sold uh medium-sized businesses which a lot of people do and um, you can make some uh some good money and I, lo- I love doing it but you know the passion for golf is is you fellows know strong and it was pulling me in that in the direction and i and i and i gave into it and so i'll see if i can create a career out of that which would be would be amazing, but I've always loved the sales as well.
2: Well, how's this for a segue? Speaking of uh, passion for golf and making money, uh, how did you enjoy the shots that you saw of what Tiger Woods did on a Sunday afternoon at Augusta National? They're calling it the greatest comeback in the history of sports. Period.
5: Yeah, I don't think I don't think that that is an inaccurate statement. Obviously, the discussions need to be had with some of the other. A comeback but i mean it's let's be honest it's us uh, in our world in, in the golf world this is is like nothing else that we'd ever seen before And i think most golf fans could kind of see it coming after he put win number 80 at the tour championship <laughs> last year but i mean to see it actually happen um after such a long drought
1: well the injuries I, you know, it's one thing to just kind of say, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm getting older or whatever. But, I mean, he had back surgery yeah, and back, all that. The knee the knee. Yeah.
2: And, then, and, then, and then the, the whole infidelity yeah. drama. I mean, it, I mean the, the, the ranking just plummeted into the thousands. He came into yeah. this week, I believe he was ranked 12th in the world. And, uh, but, uh, but he, you know, he was, what do you think, Patrick? I mean, I, I think he was striking the ball well as of late. It was just a matter of that putter. Coming together.
1: When he won by one stroke. Yeah, yeah. He
2: won by one stroke. Won, but, yeah. but, but, but I will say this: I, I, what do you think the turning point was on on Sunday's round? To, to, personally, for me, I thought it was the twelfth hole. You?
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. That was the the turning point, and then the defining moment of the of uh, the 2019 Masters was Tiger's dog shot on the 16th hole, and I love every freaking second of that because he he just gets into the lead. Tiger's in the lead. He's got three to play. Tigers the lead, I'm losing my mind, and so is America and he walks up to the, the 16th hole, and you're just you're just thrilled. You know, I mean, I'm I don't even know what's going on. And I'm trying to tweet out stuff, and I, and, it, and I but you're watching history happen. And then he hits that shot, and those familiar with the 16th hole, the par 3 over water, and it's got a little ridge in the center of the green, and they always put that Sunday pin down on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the trick is to play right in the middle of the green, right off that ridge, and then it will release down the hole, and there's, there's a couple of aces. I think G Shambo got one. JT got one earlier that day, and and Tiger hits the perfect golf shot, and the most one of the most dramatic moments in the game. This ball comes down, and I love the replay of him just staring this thing down. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> he wanted, he wanted to just rumble through the roars, rumble through America. If that ball would have went in. It would have been the greatest shot in the history of all golf shots
1: in the history. Oh, bad! Yeah, I still remember 27 years ago where it rolled, 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 stood on the lip for a while, and then finally Oh, plopped in. Yeah, that yeah, that
2: that, was that, really that was that was a terrific shot. But yeah, but the 16th that's uh, that was, the, that, was the, that was the that's also the famous hole where Jack Nicholas, then 46 years old, I mean, he, he hit it and he just kind of kind of followed it and boom, it just kind of oh, went yeah, in a, yeah. on the way to his uh, sixth. All right, Green stay
1: jacket. with us, guys. So here's our second trivia question. What PGA golfer was suspended for using deer antler spray? Oh, <laughs> gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh. I totally didn't remember that one. All right, stay with us. Sportico 101. We'll be right back.
4: Keith Cooper, DDS, is a board-certified specialist who has been placing and restoring dental implants in San Jose for more than 25 years. His patients love Teeth in One Day or Teeth Express. My dentures came loose all the time. When Tom's permanent teeth fell out, dentures didn't work. Then Tom got dental implants from Teeth Express. Long-lasting, natural-looking replacements for lost teeth. Dental implants changed my life. For dental implants in San Jose, see Keith Cooper DDS at cooperdds.com.
1: I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com.
4: Easter is coming, and with it, brunch. Easter brunch with your loved ones, with an endless buffet. What could be better? Well, how about brunch with the breeze in your hair and some incredible views? Well, that's what we do at Hornblower. Elevate your Easter celebration with a day on the bay. Join Hornblower for one of our incredible Easter Sunday dining cruises with live entertainment, a few sweet treats, and a visit from the Easter Bunny for the
3: kids. Visit Hornblower.com to reserve your seats today. Two in five Americans would not go on a second date with someone who has bad teeth, and 50% believe that an individual with an unattractive smile is less likely to land a job when compared to another individual with similar skill sets and experience. First impressions are made in seven seconds. What does your smile say about you? Do you want more dates and that amazing job that has been eluding you? San Francisco cosmetic dentist Dr. Edward Love cannot promise those things, but he has spent decades helping his patients stack the decks in their favor through smile transformation and dental tweaks. He is so confident that a beautiful smile can make a difference that he's offering the first 10 individuals that contact his office complimentary dental bleaching just for coming in for a consultation. Call him today at 415-392-2072 to schedule your appointment or schedule through his website at drloev.com. That's Dr. Love spelled L-O-E-V dot com
1: welcome back to sports econ 101 edward brown here of oh, Vern glenn over there and our special guest patrick Kenig on the phone okay here's our second trivia question what pga golfer was suspended for using deer antler spray patrick patrick
5: oh that's pj Singh, yeah the
1: spray contains substance banned by the pga tour now did he spray it did, did he ingest it or did he spray it on his clubs or what
5: I think that he it just is like a topical spray, as from what I understand. And there was a big, uh, there was a big lawsuit afterwards where VJ sued the PJ Tour for defamation of character. I think they settled out of court, so it was um, it was controversial. It wasn't a clear cut case of VJ using dope because it doesn't really do all that much. Uh, help so,
1: her. so wait, oh, so it's a topical spray that you put on your person. Yeah. Okay. Sort of like clear for you know right, Balco right, clear right. or something. So gotcha. seeds into your
2: pores and then. Oh. dear hey,
1: yeah. your antler spray. Who would yeah. think of that? Well,
2: who knows? I don't know. Better it's-
1: than taking elephant tranquilizers. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Patrick, so you've you've, you've kind of uh, you're, you're you're free agent now. You're, st- you're, 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 you're the passion still still uh, burns bright you know for, for for the game and and so now you're you're, you're translating your experiences into print.
5: Yeah, so that's the new thing. So I said, I mean, enough people said, are you going to write a book? Are you going to write a book? you got to write a book. I to buy the book. So I was like, fine, I'll write a book. And uh, so I at least got those people that have already given me pre-orders for my
6: <laughs>
5: – and I did a decent amount of blogging. And so, I, you know, you can't just take the blog and turn it into a book. Because as you go through the blog, you're like, oh, there's so much more to this story than I put in the blog. It's mm-hmm. very, very brief, but I was doing a lot of other things at the time. It says, I could really turn this into a beautiful book. And the book is going to be filled with photography. And I jump okay. into it. I, I tell the, the golf memoirs of, of myself, and I share a bunch of stories uh, from the tour. And then I get into lists, all the places, uh, the hidden gems, the top holes, yeah. the best golf courses, the food. I mean, I don't get too much in the food, but I have a list on you know, the best foods that I, I ate over that. Next That's week. kind of fun last year
1: yeah then uh, how how often did you run into like really bad weather where you had to, to suspend playing golf
5: i mean I, so i was just thinking about that I was like how did i not run into more bad weather yeah i was right. like like never yeah i i don't remember there was not play in anything um but we did run into snow and in, it prevented me from playing in nebraska that was a gamble and it was from my very last date too that i was going to do and it was covered in snow. It, w- it melted a couple weeks later, but my eyes, I was like, i got to go. i got to move on to New Mexico at that point in time. So I uh, I, I, I only – that was the only one that really sticks out. And then I'll play in the rain. And the best part about just being fully committed to playing no matter what is that most of the time the weather's not as bad as you think, and then everybody else is freaked out. And then I have – I couldn't tell you how many times I had the course to myself. Oh, yeah. It was rain on the, on the forecast. It really worked out. Huh. Well at least,
2: at least it wasn't weather like uh, like like Carl from Caddyshack, the driving
1: rainstorm yeah. <laughs> yes. how, how long did it like that? I'm not sure if I asked you, how long did it take you to plan out this whole trip?
5: Well I mean, if you talk about all of the impromptu planning, so it was, it was kind of I planned it as I went okay. um, sense you know so I had dates and weeks and then I had the golf courses and then the people that had reached out and said, "Hey, when you come here." Will play, so that's kind of like a loose plan. you don't get a tea time for August 13th at 2 p.m. on the book back in January, but you know there was a lot of planning in the initial setup stages. You know, so about a month, just solidly that was kind of my job.
1: But, yeah, because you got to go. Okay, I'm going to drive to New Mexico. I'm going to drive to Texas. Right, you know, and, and right. figure out where to play and all these uh, different different yeah, states.
5: Just, and so the logistics, and then also you know some of the partners that helped me out with it. Um, getting the RGB ready, you know, some of the yeah. details on the side, um, getting promotional ideas, coordinating the, the site with uh, the first team of Greater Seattle, tournaments. I mean, there's you could go on and on. the number of things you could work on it, it, like, on a golf tour.
1: When you saved a fortune by not staying in hotels.
5: Oh, it would have been exhausting. All yeah. well, that packing, packing, new yeah. place every night. And I tell you, there was something comforting about, you know, after you're done playing around a golf, your house, in the parking lot. Yeah.
1: Well, that, that's the other thing is that you know a lot of places you're not allowed to bring an RV and park. So did you have to? That's another thing. I mean, unless the unless the golf course was going to let you stay there, you'd have to find another place to park the RV at night. Right. Right. So that was
5: another. That was, that's a it's a good fun little exploration every night. And I got pretty good. There's the Walmart. <laughs> there's a, there's Walmart yeah. like rest stops are like pretty good go tos. I uh, loved it with golf courses. I'd be like, yeah, just parking the parking lot overnight. Someone would be like, no, you can't. That's another option. Uh, and then I'd have to run into friends. They'd be like, oh, just park in my driveway. You know, you can plug into their outlet. Um, so it's like that's, you know, something that happened. It was a really cool thing. And uh, then sometimes you're just totally screwed and there's no place to park, usually in, like, the bigger cities. And then you got to get creative.
1: And you got to find a dump station.
5: Yeah, you gotta get, yeah. get a little dicey, and so sometimes some, we had probably three or four times cops would knock on the doors, like, you "can't park here,"
1: yeah. and
5: usually they they tell you where to go. So it's a very yeah, that's nice. People were very nice. I mean, I think that they just don't want the sort of guys that are like doing drugs and you know squatting yeah. in the parking lots and, and, and providing that seedy element. And uh, I mean, his...
1: or or using the top of their uh, uh, van to hit golf balls somewhere.
5: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right over the wall.
2: <laughs> so you've got memories to last a lifetime you got a okay. book in the works you, you got a target time as to uh, as, as to the release of this book
5: no i mean i'm, I'm getting through i've kind of gotten uh, the first draft is coming together here and then it's my my good friend tom Coyne says he's also a, a golf book writer uh great books uh of course called ireland scotland uh he tells me the work is in the revision so i'm a first right. author so he says I pretty much am going to listen to, and uh, we'll see. So I think it's going to get only better and better. I'm excited about it right now, and I think people are going to are going to love it. It's digestible. It's fun. It's going to be uh, – I tell people it's going to be the greatest golf book ever written. <laughs> Maybe overselling it. Uh, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> That's
1: a way to do it, though. How, how would uh, people look it up or get a hold of you?
5: Well, see, you, you, you can Google RGB Tour. Um, I'm, I have a decent following on on Facebook and Twitter. It, it's PJ Koenig on on Instagram, and you just see pictures of golf courses and occasionally a picture of me doing something stupid on there. Okay. Um, and uh, those are my social media sites. And then com is my website. And the book, uh, you know, I, maybe uh, maybe a year, we'll okay. see, and i publishing it.
1: You'll real... you have to check back with us in a year. Yeah,
2: then he's got to do a book tour.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How, how many uh, How many holes in one uh, did you get during that year?
5: Oh, so this is this is a good one. And this is a good, one of my favorite chapters to write, and it's a, kind of a theme, what I learned from this. The ace Hunt, it was priority number three on the RGV tour. The first two were to have fun and uh, raise money for the first tee. Accomplish both of those in space. But the third one was to make a hole-in-one. I have zero hole-in-ones in my life. And uh, I forget the actual numbers. that I, It was something like I'm owed for like $2 million. I mean, a <laughs> lot. Okay. Uh, and uh, and so that was one of the goals. And uh, I, I, I had this great, I, I, well, there, within the tour alone on par threes, I had 18 golf balls that came within two feet of the hole oh. going in none of them went in. Yeah, I got
1: all one Wow. You know, I heard that for an average golfer, it's one every 37 years. And I actually got one when I was 19 at 165 wow, yards. Wow. Look par, at par, you, par. Edward. Yeah. Well, I got lucky. I hit it about 20, wow. about 20 feet before the green. And it just rolled and rolled and then popped right in. And uh, it, was, it was exciting, I got to say.
2: Wow. It, 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 it was an exclusive club. <laughs> yeah. <all-in-one> club. yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. Fortunately, there was nobody in the clubhouse for me to have to buy a round of drinks or whatever. Um, actually, in Japan, they buy they buy whole in one insurance because you're expected to buy like t- about ten thousand dollars worth of gifts for people. So they actually sell whole oh in one insurance Jeez, in Japan. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> <I> <laughs> you're probably that. lucky you didn't. Well, Patrick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll definitely have to have you back next year when your book comes out.
2: Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't, oh. I can't wait to keep following you on social media and your and your your.
1: Your adventures, man. It's amazing you haven't gotten tired of playing golf with all that golf. Oh, him? This guy? No. Never. <laughs> I,
5: get, I love it so much. I never get tired of it. And hey, hey guys, thanks for having me on. I, I
1: absolutely. It's a, it's a real pleasure. Thanks, Patrick. All right, man. <laughs> well, That was fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. Absolute one of my favorite guys that I that I that I've met. in as far as like doing human interest stories, I mean, yeah. that, he he is right
1: up there. It was a, a very nice young man yes we, we yes, call him indeed. young because you and i are in our 50s and yeah. he's in her he's in his 30s or something right all right so i've got some fun stuff here uh this is about chuck norris right oh and so this is kind of you know these sort of silly chuck norris things It says chuck norris died 20 years ago death just hasn't built up enough courage to tell him yet right yeah. and uh, chuck norris has already been to mars that's why there are no signs of life uh Fear of spiders is arachnophobia. Fear of tight spaces is claustrophobia. Fear of Chuck Norris is called logic.
2: <laughs> Whoa! Wow! You know he was, he was in he was in one of uh, Bruce Lee's first movies. Was he, he really? Was, yeah, he was in Enter the Dragon. Oh. yeah, because he's like this. He was big time martial arts guy.
1: Well, wait, wait, wasn't uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that one too? Enter the Dragon or Return of
2: the Dragon or something? Return of the One, Return, of, one of those. Yeah, yeah, those. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Funny In fact, I, in fact, I talked to Kareem about that scene that uh-huh. they shot in Tokyo, I believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and it was just in this cramped apartment room. And they and they oh, choreographed right? everything, and they were able to <laughs> g- kind
1: of get it done. It's hard to imagine Kareem in a small apartment at all. Yeah. That's you know, what yeah, that's was that, one, That's made it crazy. Like yeah. All right. So here, Chuck Norris doesn't call the wrong a- number. You answered the wrong phone. Mm. Walker, <laughs> uh, let's Texas Let's see. It's a, a few here. A few here. It's kind of funny. Once the cop pulled over Chuck Norris, the cop was lucky to leave with a warning uh, Chuck Norris has a grizzly bear carpet in his room. The bear isn't dead. It's just afraid to move. Uh, let's see here. Uh, death once had a near Chuck Norris experience. Okay. And then uh, Chuck Norris will never have a heart attack. His heart isn't nearly foolish enough to attack him. All right. So uh, we already talked about the guy who bet $85,000. Yeah. 14, 14 to. One. You know, it's funny. Tiger was only, uh, quote, only 14 to 1. Yeah. How, how big was the field?
2: Well, you have, you know, you start with 156 players and then the field is is, is whittled down, where we have to make a cut. And so you have what? Maybe 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 70, 70 players. Yeah, playing 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 the weekend?
1: Yeah, if this was a few years ago, that would not have been 14 to 1. It no. would have been 140 not, 1. yeah,
2: exa- exactly, maybe. but but again, as as we were talking about with our guest, he he had been playing better recently yeah. and in fact won the tour championship last year and He came within a couple of shots of winning the PGA Championship last year, and and the PGA Championship is coming up again. It's coming up in May, May 13th at Bethpage out on Long Island, and you know Tiger's got to be, yeah, he's got to be looked at one one of the favorites to take that one. So he's got 15 majors. Jack Nicklaus has 18 majors. So so now now the discussion has come up again: is can he
1: catch? Jack Nicholas, yeah, 43 years old, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, he's not getting any offers yet. Uh, he wanted a six-year, $100 million contract. And it seems like, you know, no team wants to give a six-year contract to a closer. You found that experience?
2: Six years for a closer? What? Yeah, it depends on how old oh, well, the closer yeah. is. Yeah. The closer's in his 20s, yeah, okay, hey, but early 30s
3: eh
2: not for 6 years
1: yeah cuz a lot of these guys they seem like they'll have one or two good years and then they just uh, you know and now someone like Eckersley had you know a, long, a nice long career but Eckersley yeah. started he
2: he 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 began his career as a, a starter. starter yeah
1: for the cubs and the and then the but Red but, Sox, where, he, but yeah. where
2: where he really in fact he's got a no-hitter in yeah, his in his right. major league career yeah but where he really you know made his bones was when uh Tony La made him a closer for the A's, and yeah. they, they and they just went raging. Yep. In fact, in fact, there used to be a time where when he came in the game, we'd start cutting highlights. There you go. Because it was over.
1: <laughs> all right. Quick question here: What NFL quarterback kicked a 91-yard punt? That's our wow. trivia question. All right. It, it, it happened in the pros. All right. Is, stay, is current player? No. No. Stay okay. with us. FortiCon One 101 We'll be right back with some closing comments.
6: That's 855-325-1780. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never
2: imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, Call the debt helpline
6: now. 800 957 6063. 800 957 6063. 800 957 6063. That's 800 957 6063. Welcome back to Sports econ 101. Last time for today. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along
1: with Vern Glenn, because Bruce McGowan is off today. Uh, third trivia question: What NFL quarterback kicked a 91-yard punt? And I gotta assume it wasn't a quick kick.
2: Mm. Bobby Lane? That's just a no, guess. No,
1: no, it's sooner, sooner than that. Not, oh, not more present day yeah, than Bobby. Lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. no, let's put it this way: it was 1989, and it was against the New York Giants. He played 80. for two teams. Um, was he a starting teams? quarterback? Yeah, yeah he a was starting good. quarterback. He was very good. Eighty seven. Boy. Uh eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine against the New York, against the New York Giants. Now he I think he finished off his career with the Vikings, but he started off with the Eagles. Mm. Wow. Come on. Who's one of your favorite quarterbacks for the Eagles? Going back. And it's not Norm Van Block, and that's going back too far.
2: Oh, uh uh so, come on. uh uh Randall Cunningham ninety
1: one yard punt. And apparently that's the fourth largest. I think I remember hearing Sammy Baugh kick the ninety eight yard one. That I believe that slinging Sammy Bob, exactly. I mean, you got to be just like that thing's got to just hit right, just keep bouncing and, and bouncing. just keep bam and just yeah. keep rolling and over, oh, probably over the receive you know, the returner's head because that way you couldn't chase it, skip going, going, going. And if
2: it had been in cold weather where the field's kind of hard,
1: you just, oh you, yeah. You, yeah, you get more bounce. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if it's on AstroTurf, it, probably I could see it doing that yeah. way too. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Get the frozen tundra, man. That'll do it. All right, so here's our thoughts for the day. The worst part about working for the Department of Unemployment is when you get fired, you still have to show up the next day. Yeah. (laughs) And a recent study has found that women who carry a little extra weight live longer than the men who mention it. Oh, Oh, yeah. You think?
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Fortunately, I'm still here, so I have not mentioned if that's been the situation. But, uh, okay. All right, well, next week... uh, Bruce will be back with us. Full strength. Full strength, yeah. Hopefully we'll get a, a guest. Otherwise, it'll just be
2: the three of us, which is always fine. Taking around solving the problems of the world. That's it. All right. On
1: Sports Econ 101. That's it. Okay. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week.
2: Good night, America.
1: Go on.